0: No, I, I have a boner. I thought that's what we were doing.
1: Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're
0: geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We are geeks we geeks we geeks without god we do not recognize moral authority, we don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, it is a new boners episode. Tim's going to talk about road tripping. Nick's talking about games. Molly's talking about hanging out outside. Those are our boners. Listen in.
1: Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts Tim Wick.
0: Hello, boner.
1: And Nick Glover. Pow! Bang! Clank. Oh, those boners sound so heavy and big, you guys. Wow. It's amazing. And that's right. The thinly veiled dick metaphors are here <laughs> again because we are doing another geeky boners episode. Hey. Uh, for those of you who may have just joined us, a geeky boners episode is where we talk about the thing that currently has us tumescent, throbbing, hard, and bonered, very excited, jacked up, jazzed off, jizzed in just wow. ready to wow i'm i'm, I'm freestyling that's some. Um, i'm like i got a boner in and just gotta i just gotta wiggle it around and say words that was like boner beat poetry that's right boner beat poetry gross Wong thwap <laughs> think Oh, don't touch it like that. Like that's your boner. (laughs) (laughs) You're bending it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, so here we're going to talk a little bit about the things that have got us the most excited right now. Uh, These can be anything at all. And maybe it will make you interested, too. And you will want to go check out the thing that's got us hard. Tim.
0: Oh, hey, what's, oh.
1: Got, what's got you all uh, engorged and sensitive right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is I'm going to talk about what's got me all excited and it's going to be I'm going to be done by the time this episode airs. But uh, I, I, I get so into trip planning and mm. uh, we are about me and uh, my two my two boys, one of whom is now a college graduate, are uh, are about to take a road trip uh, from St. Paul down all the way down to Carlsbad, New Mexico and back again. And Pat's going to be joining us part of the way through. She doesn't drive well, so she's flying to Denver and then uh, then she's going to drive down to Carlsbad and back to Denver and we'll drive home. And I get very excited about kind of looking at all the stuff that's in between mm. the places that we're going to go and and uh, figuring out all the all the all the planning bits that need to happen right so like uh we decided that uh what we're gonna do since there's a certain amount of time before we can meet we're meeting friends friend of the show winnie bowlsby we're gonna meet her in uh, carlsbad and we have a certain amount aliens. of time yes yeah and we have okay. a cer- certain amount of time uh to uh to to get there from St. Paul. We're going to start at Sioux Falls, where the Dregs do a show, and then we'll we'll leave from there. And so I was like, "Well, we could go." You're Ro-
1: doing a show, and you're leaving after the yes. show at Sioux Falls. Yes. Yeah. So Great. I'm like, "Well, we could
0: go to Rocky Mountain National Park because I've never mm-hmm. been to Rocky Mountain National Park, and um, and it would complete my uh, my Colorado National Park bingo card. Uh, well, not actually yet, but anyway, that's not the point. The Point is, uh, it will be completed later in the trip. Um. But uh, but then I was like, well, how do we get there from Sioux Falls? And what I discovered is that uh, to get is one of the ways to get there. We can drive uh, past Carhenge in Nebraska, and mm. if you've never heard of Carhenge, it is a replica of Stonehenge constructed out of cars. So it's not <laughs> just a clever name, then. It's not just a <laughs> clever name. It's literally what it is, and it's it says in the it middle in the of a field in the middle of nebraska it's nowhere near an interstate it's just in the middle of a fucking field and it, it turns kept out
1: Or is it just like someone made this art and then abandoned it
0: they they made the art and it's
1: kept, it's kept up is it like you buy tickets or is it no, just anyone can go and look at it like it's the free really sculpture but there there is,
0: a, there is a there's a gift shop um, Sure. and i'm going to spend like way more money than i should at the All gift right. shop and just telling you right so, now, refreshments. So, uh, yeah, so I get really excited about about mapping things out and figuring out places we can go because I mean we got to drive across Nebraska and I don't know if anybody listening here has driven across Nebraska or if you and Nick have driven across Nebraska, but there's not no, a lot to see in Nebraska. I can
1: imagine. I mean, I, I I I I know where Nebraska is in the country. Yeah, and I vaguely understand what is not there, which is stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, the, the great plains sound awfully impressive until you're in the middle of them. And then they are awfully uninteresting. I mean,
1: they're
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But I mean, but uh, it's very exciting to do this planning. One of the things that I'm going to I'm going to point out as far as planning a road trip when this is considered right now, today, in Rocky Mountain National Park, it was 36 degrees and snowing. Wow. Right now, today in Carlsbad, New Mexico, it was 100 degrees.
1: That's a lot to pack for a road trip, then. (laughs) Yeah. At
2: least the hot clothes don't take up as much room. True. Yeah, that's true. True. Uh, All those banana hammocks, Tim's (laughs) going to be sporting in Carlsbad. The... (laughs) Sorry, what do you think smugglers. I'm doing in Carlsbad? <laughs> All the budgie smuggler Tim's going to be. Oh, oh, I gotcha.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so I just get very excited about that, and yeah. uh, and uh, you know, a lot of these national parks these days, you got to make advance reservations to go into them because they're so mm-hmm. crowded. So you know, you got to make sure you, you've got that, got the days in your calendar to know when to go in and get the reservation because if you don't do it on the first day then you don't get to do it at all. Um mm-hmm.
1: and, are you uh, planning out I, restaurants and things like that or do you leave that up to a little bit of chance? Like do you, I, how how minut, minute is your planning?
0: Food I leave up to chance quite quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um you know the the my children basically eat pizza.
1: Yes, I'm I'm I've been to your home. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: so it's really fun. They're, they're not picky. They'll do fresh or frozen. They will. Or <laughs> they will. But it better, or... it better just be plain cheese. They will not put anything on top of it other than plain cheese. Um. So I know that there's going to be a lot of pizza places that we're going to find along the way. But in New Mexico, when we're meeting up with the Bullsby's, they are a lot, a lot more adventurous with food options. So likely there will be a lot of nights where my kids stay home and eat pizza. Eat pizza. <laughs> and uh, we go out and have actual real New Mexican food, um, which is also exciting. But we are also, we're going to, this is a uh, a Bullsby request. We are going to Roswell, New Mexico. Sure. And um, to check out the, whatever the hell there is in Roswell, New Mexico.
1: Capitalism.
0: Capitalism. <laughs> it really is.
1: Making money off people. <laughs> off people
0: who believe in aliens um that's
1: exciting though i bet i bet i bet the people of roswell have probably embraced this to some degree too and there's probably a lot of good street art and stuff right like
0: i hope so i hope so um there are a lot of arts communities in new mexico which is really kind of cool and some of our driving is going to be going through some arts communities santa fe itself is a really big arts community and it's some southwestern artists um especially native american um, artists from that region do some really really cool stuff so so we're gonna we, we, we've been planning out some stops in some artist communities and 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 checking that that out we probably won't do a lot of buying because it's all awfully expensive and with all the legos i have in my house i don't
2: have room but <laughs> <laughs> well and again it's so much clothes being packed,
1: right? You gotta yeah. have, you've got to have a, a 70 degree
0: difference of clothing available. <laughs> yeah. The, well, and the one thing that's exciting about arts communities that I will say, uh, or artists, uh, art galleries and such, um, I, I've mentioned before on the podcast, my, my pandemic hobby has been writing people letters, which, mm-hmm. uh, finding blank note cards is really, really a challenge. Yeah. But artists produce note cards of their work all the time. Yeah, and postcards. So, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I
0: feel like this this trip through arts communities in New Mexico is going to net me a lot of good new new note cards that I can use to mail people over the next year. So I'm excited about that. But, but, but the, just sitting there and I'll sit there and look at Apple Maps and be like, OK, I'm starting here and I'm going there. And what's between those two places so that. Maybe I can find one or two kind of, hey, we're going to pull off and look at this. And the kids are going to be like, dad, they think Stonehenge (laughs) Stonehenge is the dumbest thing ever. They are wrong. And someday someday they will be happy to tell people they've seen it. I I mean, Carhenge? Carhenge, excuse me. Stonehenge I mean, is also cool, but Carhenge. Yeah,
1: yeah. Stonehenge is very cool, and I yeah. was just going to say, like, have your kids seen actually seen Stonehenge? They you had planned to go to England. They, they were supposed happen.
0: to see it in the summer of twenty twenty, and we all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. So, is Carhenge arranged in such a way that it actually functions as a seasonal clock. I don't know. I will find out when I get there. Some exactly. things I want to know. Some I know. things I I need to be left up to a surprise.
1: I also would love to know if it is oriented. The same way as Stonehenge in in the terms of the cardinal directions, right? Like, or or did they just sort of like look at a picture of it and then just make that, but without really like maybe there, maybe, maybe the one in Nebraska is like a quarter turn, right? You know, or something just because they didn't
0: even, I mean, if you want, you couldn't have it oriented the same direction and have it be a clock. Because That's they're true. not at the same latitude. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you know, questions. it's going to yeah. be going to be an interesting question. Maybe, maybe they oriented it the same way, thinking mm-hmm. that it would then work in the same way as Stonehenge, but they forgot that they were not at the same latitude.
2: Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna suspect that a person who made Carhenge in the middle of nowhere. Is either super
1: aware of that, <laughs> or
2: not aware at all? No, it feels day. like
1: it's a it feels like it's a binary situation, right? right? All or nothing. It's yeah. yeah I think absolutely. you're
0: probably right, and I'll, I'll I'll report back to our listeners at a later date about my Excellent. experiences with car hinge, which I imagine will be about ten minutes of taking pictures. I will purchase a refrigerator magnet to put on my refrigerator with the magnets that have all the places we've been as mm-hmm. a family. And then we will move on.
1: Yeah, that sounds yeah. legit. But that's a good boner, Tim. I, I, I the meticulously planned boner, right down to yeah. the last detail. Yeah, yeah, that's and good. That little mole. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's got the, it's yeah. got the, the roadmap, and like the your boner is here, and now your boner is here, like like yeah. the like mm-hmm. '80s movies where they show the car driving across the, the Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna
0: travel by map, just like the oh, Muppets.
1: Just like the Muppets by map. Travel but, by map. But they, that's exciting, but uh, are you going to have the map talk to you? Or are you going to use a paper map?
0: Both. We have a we have an atla, a road atlas, which I like nice. to use as a reference, yep. uh, and then then usually I just uh, I use I use uh, Apple Maps to to give me driving directions.
1: Exciting, exciting! That's a good boner, mm-hmm. uh, Nick. Yeah, let's uh, let's see it. Whip it out! I want to hear all about your un- boner and see it in all its pink pearly wonderfulness. Un- unroll it. Unro- yes, unroll the boner, please. Uh,
2: so I have been playing, uh, I was late to the game, uh, didn't didn't get on it until I'd it been out for a while, but I'm playing uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is the latest game in the Borderlands franchise, though it doesn't take place in the Borderlands world, sort of. So one of the characters, Tiny Tina, who is uh, uh, voiced by Ashley Birch, she's one of the game testers in um, Mythic Quest or she's she is ash in hey ash what you're playing if that if that uh rings any bells for you so uh her character from the borderlands games tiny tina runs a pen and paper role-playing game called uh oh it's bunkers and badasses Mm -hmm. and so for a previous game there was dlc where your character and other characters were playing her game of of bunkers and badasses and uh, and so it was an extension of the of the game. This is a standalone game that takes entirely takes place entirely within her Wonderland's world that she has created. This you know fictional fantasy world that still has machine guns and and stuff.
1: In the game, she's DMing. In the
2: game, she's DMing. Right? Yeah. And so you're not a character from any of the other previous previous Borderlands games. You're you are newbie. You're the, you're the newbie to their game. That's what they refer to you, the player, as often. But you do have two uh, like characters that are along for the ride that are the players she's been playing with lately, but their characters aren't in the game. They're more like color commentary or like the little angel and the devil on your shoulder. And it's uh, Fret, a robot voiced by uh, Wanda Sykes and Captain Valentine, who's voiced by Andy Samberg. So those are the people that are like chatting at you the whole game along with Tiny Tina and then the antagonist the dragon lord is voiced by Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. And he breaks the fourth wall quite a bit as the villain. It's the voice cast is great. Like it's super fun to hear these these people doing their um doing their their characters in the game but uh you know it's shooting loot so lots of you know like, boss killing to get your different treasure and improving your your loot chances and, and to get the rolls on the gear that you want, but they've done a lot to like make the chase of stuff a little bit less uh, grindy in a boring way. Um, you get to a certain part in the game and you can start to pay in a special currency to get rerolls on like stuff mm. that's dropped. It's, it's, you know, amazing piece of equipment, but it just doesn't fit your class. Right. You can reroll that. Um, you pick a primary class, uh, I picked a uh, stabomancer. They are the <laughs> the, uh, the critical blade, fo- critical hit blade focused uh, class. But then you get to pick a second class to add on top of that, and you can actually respec and change your second class. So I've only been playing around with with the ones stabomancer and a um, uh, clawbringer. So I have a little. Uh, like elemental wyvern that follows me around and lights things on fire and attacks for me and it improves all my elemental damage, and then I have the stabomancer critical hit stuff going on. So you can kind of retool your 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 stats and your powers and your equipment to get these cool synergies. But then also all all these other classes like berserker, ice based, you know, and uh, graveborn and spellshot and spore warden. So and I haven't touched any of those at all yet. Um, so there's just tons and tons of stuff to, to, to and I, and there's DLC and all of that that I haven't touched. Like I've just beaten the main story of the game, and I'm kind of going back through and and you know hitting quests that I missed and doing, you know, farming a little loot here and there. But like, I have friends that are playing this game too, that I haven't done any co-op with. I haven't even told them I'm I'm playing Mm -hmm. because I want to get to a point where, you know, I know, I know they're all doing like end game activities where I can, I can join in on that with them, but there's couch co-op or, or remote co-op. And uh, it's been great. There's so many D and D jokes and references in this. Um, There are little magical d20s hidden throughout every map that when you break them open, they drop you some loot, but then they also give you a small percentage buff on your loot rolls. So there's incentive to go find all these hidden d20s on every map, because once you unlock them all, there's this, you know, cumulative bonus to your, Hmm. to your luck for rolling loot. Um, There's, there's a you run into a character called like in a side quest called the ditcher who is clearly, you know, Geralt of of Rivia. And, and he, you know, insults you a bunch and talks about how he's such a great monster hunter and how he's fucked on a unicorn and, and all, and all this stuff that's, you know, very satirically uh, the witcher and, and leads you on this, this quest of monster slaying. And um, there's uh, the Smurfs, there's like a board where there's like a, a quest where you're you're running into you know these little gnome characters that are getting turned blue and evil and mm. there's one one girl version of them who is created by an evil wizard and his pet to like you know lure them so that he can he can eat them and stuff like that like it's all um, you know tons and tons and tons of pop culture references that if that's if that's your bag. Uh, that's in there. There's also some really neat little Easter eggs for Borderlands itself, because the characters that are telling the game are aware of this larger world that is ah. the setting of these three games. Sometimes they will describe characters in a way that is—it's clear that they are like an in-game insert for some other character from the from that you know the real world, the, the Borderlands <laughs> world. Um, that's cool. Including, um, there's one of the characters that kind of leads you around and gets you from point A to point B in the middle, in the beginning of the game is uh, Paladin Mike, who there's there's like a hidden like scroll or echo Mm -hmm. that you can listen to that makes it clear that Paladin Mike is the self-insert from a character from Borderlands, Lorelei. And it makes it clear that paladin mike is trans and Lorelei is trans yeah. right? which was which was it, it was it was strongly implied that that character is non-binary in borderlands oh, three, i think and technically wonderlands takes place between two and three even though it's not you know mm-hmm. part of that storyline mm-hmm. so this character a self-insert for a character that that fans have had this theories on but the character talks about going to the the new you machine which is the machine that you can go in and change all your cosmetic options on and they were like i just i just switched from you know from this body to the other one because that was like you know better Mm -hmm. better suited me and that's what i that's what i rep now and and that sort of thing and so it was kind of a kind of a fun win Hmm. like borderlands Hmm. 3 had a a non-binary character that was a that was robotic and uh voiced by uh uh pro zd i can't remember his real name but um people were like they their pronouns like "Eh, i'm gonna be (laughs) angry about something that doesn't affect me at all on the internet and uh the borderland social media accounts were pretty much like awesome don't play our game fuck you we don't care we don't need your money like we don't need we don't need transphobe money it's literally a a robot like it doesn't you know why does it matter to you at all and Mm -hmm. and now they're taking it uh making it a little bit better in terms of representation and it's not you know an alien or non-human character right. it is it is very much that's a cool human,
0: human
1: person that's awesome how long so, has
2: this game been out uh you said you're a little late coming to it i feel like uh, it came out it,
1: in like february or march yeah oh, so it, came it still
2: out, like, came out this year you're just a few yeah, years oh years. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it right. came out right around when uh the new horizon zero dawn or forbidden west yeah. game came out and that was the one i was like more excited about and wanted to play so that was what i what i went to instead mm-hmm. and then when molly was doing rehearsals and stuff i was like this is a good time to buy a video game mm-hmm. and so i kind of started playing it and it's been it's really easy to like pick up and play 30 minutes because there's all these little random dungeons yeah you can yeah. generate or or Uh, When you're on the world map, you can have like random world encounters going from A to B like you, you would in Dungeons and Dragons. And so it's really easy to pick up and play for a half hour and then put down or play for an hour or whatever amount of time you have but you're not like, Oh, I got to sit down and play for 4 hours, Otherwise right. I won't accomplish anything. Like you could get one really cool piece of loot in 30 minutes and then be done for the night. And you know, that's your investment. So hmm. um, yeah, it's been really great. If you like the borderlands games, you'll like it. If you don't like the borderlands games, you won't because um, it's a, <laughs> shoot and loot, borderlands game it's the same aesthetic style it's just you know fantasy um but yeah it's it's a real good time and i'm really enjoying it and i'm looking forward to the more stuff that i have yet ahead of me
1: that's awesome that sounds uh, really fun
2: but but molly yes what is your boner oh my gosh my Molly, boner. you have a boner too
1: i do have a boner it's actually really gory right now and dripping in blood gross uh, so I yeah. So my boner is, uh, so for a lot of people, uh, October is when they want to read horror or watch scary movies and things like that. But for me, it's summer. Summer is horror time. I love it. Just ever since I was a kid, uh, that's when I really like reading the most horrific books. Uh, it's something about it. Just, I think it's like from being a kid and having all the time in the world to read whatever books I wanted.
2: It's slasher season. Cause yeah. everyone goes to slasher to season.
1: Camp. And that leads actually really well into, uh, what I'm talking about. So I'm I. I'm reading a book called "My Heart Is a Chainsaw" by Stephen Graham Jones and uh it's great it is it is uh i don't know where it's i don't know where it's going to end up going but basically it is a a girl who's obsessed with slasher movies kinds of find. kind of finds herself inside a slasher movie or is she mm. like is that happening or is she just wishful thinking it uh there's a lot of really gory murders happening which is lovely and it's set in the summer which is also great uh i also just we just watched uh stranger things part four or season 4 part 1 which which I will not talk about other than to say it is some of the most horrific shit I've seen lately. It was really good. Uh, It was, it was really like, there was stuff that made me go, Oh God, like almost wanted to cover my eyes. It was amazing. Um, And then uh, we just finished watching season two of a show called the wilds, which is also amazing survival horror, uh, science fictiony, uh, kind of like alt worldy, I guess you could say. There's a there. It's it's without getting too much into it, a a, uh, a group of girls are going on an island retreat. They're plane crashes and they are they are stranded on an island. Um, but things are not what they seem. Very similar to Lost. Uh, I've also uh, been reading a book called Dare to Know, which is a little bit more science fiction than horror, but it's got some horrific elements. Uh, it is about thanatons, which is a uh, made-up scientific thing. It's a particle that responds to death. Uh, it is the death particle. And uh, in this book, the, a team of people have figured out how to interpret thanaton activity to the point where they can determine uh, if you have uh, if, if the time you were going to die, the exact time <laughs> down to the minute, the exact time you were going to die, uh, they, they don't know why or how, but they can tell you the exact time and people pay a lot of money to learn. Uh, and then there's like a competitor who can tell you probability wise when you'll die but he can also probability wise tell you why oh. or how so like he's in competition with them and like it's just it's very it's been a very good time for horror um and then i also read a comic that's called something is killing the children uh it is by james tinian four and werther Deladera. uh it's great it is uh monsters that only children can see and certain people who have been i guess woken up to the monsters as it were uh and and uh it this um, when a monsters in your town just all of a sudden kids start dying because it 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 eats children and uh the there's there's monster hunters that come and there's the whole like oh the FBI just assumes it's a serial killer until you know a bunch of adults witness a child being picked up by a monster they can't see and it and and their head being bitten off in the air, you know, and like some horrible shit, like just really, it's really great. So I don't know. I've just been kind of deep diving into some horrific stuff. Uh, I've got some more things lined up. Uh, Waiting to read The Final Girl Support Group by uh, Grady Hendrix, who is an author that I generally like. Um, I recently read the new Stephen King book, which was not horror at all and was incredibly stupid and boring. And (laughs) you should just watch If you want to read Billy Summers, you should just watch a show on HBO called Barry instead, because it's better and it's basically (laughs) the same thing. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's for me. I, I just, this is a time for like, going out late at night and walking around. And we, like I mentioned uh, an episode ago, we live by a big graveyard and I don't get creeped out by graves. So like, it's just kind of a, a spooky setting. And, you know, there's all kinds of the smell of wood smoke in the air from neighbor's fires. And it's just a, it's, I don't know. Something about summer is a time for me that I really just love reading Horror.
0: And <laughs> yeah, and I was wondering if the, scary, do you but... know if there's a reason for that? Is it because, you know, what something you were able to do when you were in, in school? It's like you had yeah. time during the summer to read and that's yeah, what you I gravitated really... towards or?
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. Cause like in the, in when I was a kid, I mean, I, I was a, I was a very straight laced, good kid. So I was always doing my homework and I had a lot of extracurriculars. So I didn't have a ton of time to myself during the school year. And then during the summer, it was just, reading through all of my mom's books and my mom had Stephen King and V.C. Andrews and some other like, you know, she had a lot of John Grishams and, you know, so like, but the horror was the stuff I liked the best. So, you know, reading, reading and rereading Stephen King books, you know, and, uh, you know, and then I would get my R.L. Stein and Christopher Pike mm-hmm. from the library and things like that and read through those. So, yeah, I I think it's just sort of a, Uh, It is it is my comfort place and it is, you know, summer is a time to do the thing you want to do. So I don't know. I I, I've very much been enjoying it. There's been some really good horror TV lately. Uh, And and with 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 Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and things like that, they have this ability to give money in productions to things I don't think would have gotten made uh, so that would have been relegated to like B movie status and wouldn't have had the budget that they have to make really quality stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm super excited for the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope, yeah. which he is saying is his first horror movie. Huh. He says Get Out and Us were not horror movies; they were suspense thrillers. So uh, I'm I'm super excited for that. Uh, there there's been some just really. Yeah, just just very very excited, uh, and so that that is my boner. My boner is a little diffuse; it's a little all over the place right now. But splattered you know, everywhere, as it were.
2: Uh, that uh, James, exactly. James uh, Tinian the uh, the fourth, for the author of uh, "Something Is Killing the Children." He uh, did you read "Memeck" when I got that from the library? I think so. The Happy Sloth.
1: No, I didn't uh, read that.
2: Uh, it's a comic about a, a meme that kills. Oh, cool. It's like a happy sloth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That slowly drives people mad and kills them. And then he is writing uh, Department of Truth, which I'm reading, which is uh, very surreal. He's great. He's kind of like a guy to watch right now. He's been writing a lot of Batman and Joker stuff for the past few years.
1: Exciting. So yeah, those are our boners. They are strong. They are lean. They are girthy and lengthy. They the
2: lean and girthy.
1: Yeah, mine is especially girthy, lengthy. Actually, it's like seventeen, yeah, seventeen
0: days long is mine. That's so a that's long boner. Long.
1: That's really long. Yeah. No, we're we're just uh, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes your boner is very specific, like uh, a one game, and sometimes it's very uh, wide and and sort of messy. Your like boner horror.
2: casts a wide net.
1: My boner casts a wide net. It's true. It needs to catch a lot of krill to feed itself. Because it's so big. (laughs) I don't know. All right.
0: It's time for five questions. And
1: we have. Yes, and we have five answers from Ruby from a podcast called Living Through Extinction.
2: Hey, that's our new patron. I know, that is
1: our new patron. So that's why their answers from before got bumped up to the top because I was like, oh, I've got answers from Living Through Extinction. So, uh, Tim, take us away with question one. Question
0: one, what is a game you have played recently that you really enjoyed?
1: Ticket to Ride Manitoba. A friend and his mom worked together to create a board and route cards for a version of Ticket to Ride that was a map of the province in Canada we all grew up in. They found a printer and put together as many people as they could to knock down the final price as much as possible. Those of us who got one paid $65 in the end, and it's totally worth it to have a quality Ticket to Ride with all with all the our hometowns. It's so fun. You know, technically I should be upset about this because I do work for the company that makes Ticket to Ride, but I'm not. That's amazing. Yeah, That sounds absolutely awesome.
0: (laughs) I don't work for the company that makes Ticket to Ride, so I I will not be upset about it. I'll be very excited on Molly's
1: Ticket to Ride Manitoba, man. Like, think of all the cool destinations. I I want (laughs) a
0: Ticket to Ride Minnesota. I mean, yeah. yeah, there should be Ticket to Ride everything. Um,
2: it's the it's, new monopoly.
0: It's their own fault for not making them ones for everything. Yeah, I like, agree.
1: It yeah. is our fault. Qu-
2: question two, what science <laughs> fact or discovery do you think is really fucking cool?
1: That new joint technology that's coming for future generations. Osteoarthritis may be a thing of the past someday. Assuming theocracies don't take over and stop all progress. I recorded a segment on it, but very briefly, You can implant a tissue scaffold made from PLLA, the material dissolvable stitches are made from, into the knee joint. PLLA contains piezoelectric properties, which produce small electric bursts of currents when squished and released. It's something that already exists in our bodies and parts of us have physical responses to it. Every bend or extend of the joint creates a pulse, which encourages cells to colonize and grow into new cartilage. No outside stem cells required, just the dissolvable scaffold. And get this, the implant can be tweaked to be absorbed by the body over the period of time for which it will be required. No second surgery needed to remove anything. I'm getting older, and I now know many who suffer from osteoarthritis, so this one had me super excited. It was published just this year in the January issue of Science Translational Medicine, if you want to look into it further. Or you can hear me talk about it on episode 56 of Living Through Extinction. Hey, you can there leave you go. that part out when you read it on air. I know this isn't an ad for me, but it's so interesting. I highly recommend looking into <laughs> it. It is an ad for you, God damn it. And I will read this on air. It's completely fine. You're a, pa-
0: you're a patron. Yeah, you can also, advertise yourself all them-
1: you want. <laughs> Hurry up with them new PLL day knees for old Molly here. Yeah. I got about 40 years of life at the least I'm looking at. And I would like to not have osteoarthritis for the remainder. <laughs> All right. Am I? Qu- qu- right. I'm question
0: number three. Where do you Four. get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we know it isn't religion.
1: I believe it's just a natural part of who I am. Part of it came from centuries of chemical and social evolution, and part of it came from exploring, through books and then digital media, people and situations I never would have thought existed if I had enclosed myself in my small Christian hometown. When religion gets involved with our natural morality, that's when it all goes to shit, in my opinion.
2: Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. I like that. Question four. If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose?
1: Cooking suppers. Imagine always coming home to a good supper, ready to go. Imagine there always being a proper meal ready at supper time, even if you spent the entire day in the garden or crafting. So much time is spent making supper every single day. And when the time isn't spent, it usually means we eat unhealthy. I could allow myself to lose track of time in whatever I'm into that day and not have to worry about stopping to make food. That would be amazing. I personally, this is Molly talking now. I love cooking. So that I would never make a robot that cooked for me, but I do understand that like that's a hobby for me and therefore I am enjoying the time spent. Well, right. Yeah.
2: Sometimes it's just a matter of the the like the convenience of not like you don't have the time every night, you know? Or uh um, yeah, that's true. Or uh, uh you know, you don't want to cook every night.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: yes. Uh All right. question five What is a movie or TV
1: show you think everyone should watch? This one is hard. I know something will come to mind after I send this. My apologies for the lack of specificity, but my answer is anything that exposes you to cultures you know nothing about. I'm more of a listener than a watcher. So for me, the absolute best source for this has been the documentary series podcast by BBC. It's been a great tool for me to learn about people and their ways that I never would have imagined. Sorry, I couldn't really properly answer this one. I hope you can still use my answers. If a specific movie or show comes to mind shortly after I send this, I'll send a different answer. (laughs) Thank you for the hours of geeky, godless entertainment. So
0: many hours of geeky godless entertainment. So I, I, uh, many hours. I can tell
1: Ruby is from Canada because she apologizes for giving us really good answers. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, also there's that whole Manitoba ticket to ride answer that I guess. That was gave an amazing
1: answer. Amazing. So, All right. Well thank you. Yeah, that was so a great much set of Ruby. answers. Yes. Wonderful. If you want to answer those five questions, you can send them to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. And we might read your answers on the air on an upcoming very soon episode. We will read them eventually. It's just a matter of how soon it will be. But if you want to be a patron supporter like the Living Through Extinction podcast, go to patreon.com slash geeks.god and support us there in any amount. And then when you send in your five answers, put patron in the subject line and you get bumped to the top of the patron queue. So it's cool. That's right. It's a very sophisticated system I use in my email inbox with colored flags.
0: Hey, if they give us a uh, if they give us like their address, will we send them a sticker?
1: That's right. If you want a Geeks Without God sticker and you put your address in there, I'll send you one. And that goes for you too, Ruby, even though you didn't put your address in. If you do want one, go ahead and give me your address after the Ruby
0: fact. also didn't send like an updated TV show or movie. So, you know, that's
1: true. I think that's probably like th- that's a sign of integrity. She's sticking with her original answer. I, I respect that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For something.
1: Anyway, if there's something that's been making you super tumescent and excited about lately, or do you think that we should be checking out, go ahead and comment on our Facebook page or send us a message at all at geeks.god.com. We have been geeks.god. We will be here every Tuesday with fresh new content that is often good and usually listenable. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next Tuesday.
0: Bye. Bye. I'm back from my road trip now. And boy, was that boner hot. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't
1: accept divine superiority. We're geeks. Geeks without God. Need more Geeks Without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter, at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks.
0: God. we're geeks.
1: Geeks without god usually listenable man yeah i'm not making any fucking promises what, it's a pandemic on